It's like every fifth, seventh episode, we can't figure out how to record. Well, that's better than last week when we couldn't figure out how to put an episode up. Ouch. 80 episodes. Mm-hmm. We did 80 episodes and didn't miss one. Some of them, uh, two, st- like two of them went up and were corrupt. We still didn't miss an episode. I, the file was not there at six. Yeah. I, we, we, still did, we still didn't miss an episode. That's true, I guess. If you want to be technical, what did you just? What was that? I, I'm peeking in my headphones. Yeah. So I want to make sure I'm not peeking in there because it sounds crunchy. Yeah, it is a little bit. It's you're not, you're not peeking. I'm looking at the file. Okay. Okay. Uh, Russ, the audio guy. Uh, so I'm supposed to ask you about a book. Oh yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, there was a kiosk in the mall. And we, it's like, hey, we'll, we'll put you into a book. And so they, they, my mom filled out like a little survey, you know. It was for kids and everything. But the story was like super fucked up and weird. And so like, I always wanted, I always wanted my mom to read it because I was in it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was like the hero of the book or whatever. But the story was so fucked up and it always scared me so much that like I would always want her to read it, but then like sometimes she would get halfway through it and I'm like, fuck this, let's let's go on. I don't, I don't care that it has my name. Let's in read it. let's read the Grover book. <laughs> uh I had a a custom one too, and it was just like Santa Claus and they just inserted Russ in there throughout. Mm-hmm. But it was so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um why are we talking about that? Uh, because we're in a book. We're in a book. The Weird uh, by Matt Shaw. By Matt Shaw. So, I don't remember if this was on mic or off mic last week. It was off mic because it was in my kitchen and with my wife right there. Uh, but uh, you said, oh, he puts out like three or four books a week. And I was like, oh, so he just writes them in one day, doesn't edit them, and then goes up. And you're like, no, it's edited. This book is not edited. Okay. No, Nobody edited this book. I don't know about that one. Matt Shaw Publications, there's no editor listed. Uh, I want, let me, I didn't, I didn't dog ear it like I probably should have, but uh, I would like to read you a passage. Here we go. This this is, this is uh, an unnumbered page from chapter two where uh, we are introduced. Uh, we're having a podcast mm-hmm. with uh, Tom. Mm-hmm. Tom Krosik. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. England. Russell asked again. England. This weekend. All booked and paid for. Justin continued. You know you don't really have a choice, right? Someone went through all the trouble of paying for this for you. You know, fill it for you. England. Russell asked again. England. This weekend. All booked and paid for. Justin continued. You know you don't really have a choice, <laughs> right? Someone went through the trouble of paying for this for you. Touche. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not offended. I, <laughs> I'm not the editor. Uh, uh, so, was it fun seeing yourself in print? Um, you, you're kind of a, a douchebag. Yeah, like <laughs> it's funny because he gives me kind of your personality, and he gives you my personality. Wait, so I'm an adulterous douchebag? Uh, if one of us were going to be. It would probably be you. Oh, that was a mean thing to I d- say. I don't think either of us are. I think you are a douchebag. I don't think you would be adulterous. 
But if you had to put that label on one of us, it would not be me. Fuck you. God, I feel like I'm offended. Ugh. You didn't get it written. You didn't get it written into like this is codified. This is on Amazon. I put a link in the show notes of people could go buy this. Yes. Mm-hmm. So this this is a thing that exists in which I like just want to get my dick sucked. <laughs> Which is totally me. And it, it doesn't really work out for you, though. Uh, no, it does not. Um, how did you feel about meeting your... So, so the idea is uh, a, a listener helps me fight my fears mm-hmm. of what? Uh, uh, women peeing also, but mostly period blood. Yeah. Just your general fear of vaginas. It's <laughs> pretty much what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're the one that ends up meeting... An untimely demise. What did you think about your death here? Uh, so I'm. Marianne is watching some garbage e show, uh, and so I'm on the couch reading, and I look down and I'm like, um, like because it's the end of a chapter and then the pickup of another chapter. I was like, um, I think I'm about to cheat on you. How do you feel about that? And then I was like. Oh, I just said what happens in England stays in England. <laughs> <laughs> so then, yeah, some some cute brunette girl waves at me, and uh, because I'm a fat guy in a fedora, which by the way, it's not a fucking fedora. <laughs> uh, since I'm a typical fat nerd who could never get a woman, of course, one girl shows a tiny bit of interest in me, and I'm there. Uh, <laughs> So then she, uh, we are about to uh, wine dine 69 when she uh, just. Spoilers. Yeah, just (laughs) period bloods forcefully down my throat. Just a carry amount of period blood. I love the idea that like my problems get my friends into trouble even in this book. It really is. Yeah, wow. Okay. It's, it is so much like life. But my body comes back and uh, kills you, and I felt very happy about that. Did you feel vindicated? Yes, that, that I drowned you in your own piss water. I would rather have that than period, but zero, zero debates. Zero you debates. get to go out seeing your own piss. Mm-hmm. I get to go out at least seeing a vagina. Oh, my God. But it's in the worst context ever. Oh. At one point during uh, presumably the writing of this, like he posted like uh, currently researching menstrual blood. The things that I never thought I would do as a writer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I uh, I think it's a it's a fun, cool little thing to see ourselves in there. And uh I'm glad that I could get you killed and that uh, I could give you the opportunity to get me back. Yeah, I died as I lived. Begging for pussy? I don't know what it means. I don't know. I just wrote it down, so I felt like I had to say it. Um, We do have uh, an opportunity, though, to get Matt to try to to explain to you why Mm -hmm. he decided to do that. Yeah. So why don't we get Matt on the phone here, and uh, we'll see what he comes up with. All right. So, uh, Justin, I just talked a little bit about the weird and, uh, he's a little upset that like in real life, my problems got him into trouble. What with the being drowned in period blood and all. Well, I just wanted him to feel, uh, what you fear. 
the fear that I fear daily, walking past women. Yeah, it, it, it didn't seem fair to suffer it and he and what you go through. I feel like he would mock you an awful lot, you know? Yeah, and he does. He does, just because I'm scared of vaginas as a heterosexual male. It is weird. It it might be weird, but it's it, a real problem. It is very weird. <laughs> the only time I would be scared of a vagina is if it's like pissing yellow pus. I think that's called urine. No, yellow pus. Yeah, I think that's urine. What? No, no, urine isn't pussy. I'm like, you know when you squeeze a spot and it comes out all gunky? Yeah, nobody likes a pussy pussy. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that's a reason when you should be scared of a, a, of a vagina. If it's just period blood, it's just gross. I'm not scared of it. I just don't want to eat it. Oh, God. I can't, and that's a thing. Like people do that. Yeah, it's like you know when you're in the other end, it's you get a little brown on you, and you get a little red on you. It's no big deal. I really want to talk about something else now. I know that's kind. Of, <laughs> this is kind of the point of why we started this conversation, but I really want to talk about something else at this point. My God, this isn't Rust Therapy Hour. You, uh, uh, coming up in a, a cold sweat, thinking about it. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's not comfortable. You know when the back of your throat opens up like you're going to puke, but you're not really going to puke. That's literally did, happening did to me right now. Female crush, celebrity female crush. Who is it? My mine's Margot Robbie. Uh, I think Christina Ricci might be. Yeah, that's oh, okay. a good one. So what if she said, "I really want to fuck you, but first you got to eat this, and it's all like bloody." There's no way I would. No, absolutely not. Seconds. No. <laughs> I think. Man, what is wrong with you? Oh. I would do that. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. With a fucking straw, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just put a penny in your mouth. It's basically the same thing. I thought that was a butthole. I thought a butthole tastes like a penny. I don't know. I've never eaten a butthole. Oh, okay. This got weird. Really <laughs> this is what you do on our interviews, Russ. Every time. This is what he does for a living. Don't don't tell me that I'm weird. Uh, well, who does for a living? Well, me. You, yeah. I don't eat ass for a living. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the money's right. Sure, I'll have a munch, but, you know, I've, I've so, got to pay some bills with it. So I was telling Justin that you're pretty prolific as far as the, the quantity of, of uh, titles that you release. What is your workload like that you are seemingly always releasing something new? You know, I'd love to say it's really busy, but uh, I took a few weeks off where literally I was getting up late and then I was sleeping on the sofa during the day and I was still going to bed early and I was sleeping loads. But then this week, for example, uh, I finished um, oh shit. Ah, I finished a book called Dead End, which is out in a few months. And the day after I sat out the intention of putting out uh, a new novella. And what, two days later that in the right second part of it uh, and those were what 14 hour days sitting at the computer typing it sounds like it's paying off i know you just got a, a writing gig that you can't discuss but uh that's pretty exciting uh you you're well on your way to uh starting yeah. opening some new career paths right see i don't know because i mean i've been doing the full-time writing now for six or seven years so literally it is all i do and the script work that's just come up is it's good 
Um, I've got to write someone else's concept for them. Well, you know, they came up with the concept and I have to write the script. But it's payment on deferrals. So I only get paid on the first day of shooting the actual film. Um, now, the guy's quite a big filmmaker, so I don't doubt the film will get made. But there's a chance I could be working for free. Yeah, well, Christopher uh, Nolan stuff usually gets made, right? I wish I could. <laughs> but anyway, one of the, the projects that this guy's working on, he uh, was telling me that its budget is 150 million euros. And a major film company is interested in it, and he was asking if I want to write it. And uh, it's based on a time period in history that I'm fascinated by, so it's the, the Romans. So uh, I studied them for like seven, eight years. So I was well up for writing the script. And I would get 2% of the 150 million euros. And um, then he dropped the bombshell that the only reason the film company isn't jumping on it is because he's demanding to direct it himself. So because he's demanding that, it means that the film company's got cold feet. They won't buy it, which means I don't get to write it, which means I don't become a millionaire. That sucks. You didn't it does really suck not being a millionaire. <laughs> Trust it me, does. I know from experience. Um, but, but you just got your first feature under your belt, right? You just finished Monster, and you're currently looking to get that distributed and everything. Yeah, I am. We're having a few technical hiccups with Monster. We finished the film. Um, I can't say I'm proud of it because where it's my film, I see nothing but issues with it. Um, the people that are watching it say they like it. The people we're trying to sell the film to say they don't like it. And one of the reasons they don't like it is, uh, I mean, you guys are American. What do you feel about the C word? About the what word? The C word. I you think know, we, yeah, we can't say it. When you say it, it's charming and witty. I mean, Russ can't say it at all because he's scared of them. But <laughs> I, I appreciate the word, but American society, not so much. Oh, there's nothing quite like a bloody... No, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... See, in the film, there's 13 uses of that particular word by one character. And I was sitting opposite a, um, a distributor in Cannes Film Festival, and it came onto the subject of swearing. And I pointed out that the film Trainspotting has nine uses of the word in four minutes of the film. And he just turned around and went, yeah, but that's Irvine Welsh. So Irvine <laughs> Welsh is allowed to say it. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, as an American, we have no diff idea of as long as it's not here, we just know it's elsewhere. Speak for yourself. I know the difference between uh, the UK and Great Britain, what's Wales and, and all that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, I, know, I know the Venn diagram. He's saying this, by the way, Matt, wearing a white hood. So don't listen to what he says at all. Ouch. <laughs> uh, so of yeah, all, I, uh, go ahead. Go on. No, I'm done. As, of all of the things that you've you've written and you've created, why choose Monster? Why of everything that you've done, why was that the one that you wanted to put to film? Uh, because it's contained. Uh, there's not many locations there. I was talking to Mick Bray, the guy that wrote Monster with me, um, and we came up. Yeah, we were. We were sober this night, but we decided to kickstart a film and just see what happened. And he wanted to make art, um, the story of a serial killer who puts his victims in displays of art. Um, and I 
basically said, you know, if we do that, we need characters playing detectives, we need victims, we need elaborate deaths, uh, we need loads of locations. It's just going to cost loads of money. With Monster, it's, it's, it's limited with the locations and the characters, which means that we're able to control the budget a lot more easily. Now, as it is, we raised like £20,000 on uh, Kickstarter, but the film cost £70,000 to make. So God only knows what art would have cost to make. Yeah. Uh, as yeah, as an independent filmmaker wannabe, like that is 100%. If you're, if you're rolling your own, that's what you have to do. You have to find the, the smallest story possible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'd love to make sick bastards into a film, you know, um, I think there's so much potential there to make that a great uh, cannibal film. But, you know, you're going to need, like, government facilities, woodlands, big houses, loads of effects. And you're just thinking that is going to cost so much money. And even a contained film like Monster set us back. Well, to make it, to raise the extra money, I had to sell pretty much everything I own. Um, so the good news is it doesn't take long to clean my house now because there's not much to <laughs> dust, but... I kind of miss my games consoles. <laughs> so would Sick Bastards be the one that you would choose to make? Or if I were to have one, I would say I want to see Rent into a, a film. Which one? Rent. Uh, what was that about? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the, cre the crematorium. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that could be fun to make into a film. Um no, that that would be good. I, I, the only reason I want to go for Sick Bastards is because it's a film that launched my career. You know, I wrote it as a joke. I was trying to upset a publisher. Mm -hmm. And I released it expecting a backlash, and it went straight to number one. Uh, a big film company bought the film rights. I got my hopes up and quit my job. And then they gave the film rights back. <laughs> um, but I, I still, you know, I reckon that, that could be the one that, that does well. I think it would get an underground following, you know? Well, I think it, it's already got one built in. I mean, that's certainly probably probably the one that easy. Yeah, probably the one that you're the film. Uh, most well known for, I would say. Would that would you agree with that? Sick Bastards is definitely definitely well known, yeah. yeah. Um everywhere, you know, when I'm doing not <laughs> everywhere. Uh when I'm doing a convention and someone that happens to know me stumbles past the table, that is a book that they always they always mention. Uh, speaking of conventions, I know that uh, you uh, there was recently some issues with the London horror conventions and and uh, not yes, really following those. Bringing that painful memory up. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> is there <laughs> anything else that really hurts that we can talk about too? We can start judging them into uh, those too. Bloody vaginas, really. <laughs> uh, no, so we don't have to get into it. I just was curious as if there was anything that that you wanted um, to put out there more. You know, I don't give a fuck. The guy's a prick, um, plain and simple. He oversold himself. He did too many conventions. And it turned out that he didn't quite have enough money to make the conventions happen. So I found find out via social media that the show was cancelled. Now, I don't pay to go to conventions. Um, sometimes I either, you know, like I'm coming to Texas in a few weeks, I'm paying to get there myself but I don't buy a vendor table. Either they have me as a guest or I just don't show up. And with this one, I was a guest and I was taking my film with me. 
and because they were showing my film and it was a premiere a big film festival in this country turned the film down because it no longer had premiere status and that film festival has uh you know distributors and agents going so potentially i missed out on selling my film by backing this convention and he didn't even have the audacity to you know give me a phone call and the guy has got my number you know just to say oh matt it's not happening because of blah 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 so I, I just find it really disrespectful, that and the fact that he's taken money off the, the people that were going, you know, the, the customers. And he's not paying it back. He's run off with the money. Yeah, that does suck. I'm really glad that I brought it up to rub salt in that wound, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be honest with you, like I said, I, I've lost the chance to potentially sell a film to a distributor. That is crap on a personal level. But so many of my readers uh, from the UK were going to London to watch the film. And some of them had bought their hotels. They'd paid for their train tickets or their flights for nothing. You know, it's cancelled. There's nothing I can do. Uh, I had a film showing the day before the convention was on. So I said, if anyone is in the area, you know, early, they can have a free ticket to come and watch the film and we'll hang out afterwards. Uh, but then, of course, I don't know if you saw on Facebook that two people got in touch and said I had to pay them back the money they had spent. I, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's, it's, it was my fault that the convention was cancelled, so I had to reimburse them. I was just like, okay, and you're blocked. Well, hopefully uh, uh, Texas goes a little bit better. I'm going to be there, so I'll make sure that I get you to sign mine and Justin's copies of The Weird, and uh, you've got some oh, exclusive, uh, exclusive release coming out. I'm excited about that. I'm going to take some pictures with me then. If you're going to be there, I'm going to uh, Google image, period. Oh, God. <laughs> you, I told Justin before uh, we called that, that you'd made that status, that you were researching it. And I just, I can't imagine what exists out there. Like, I've never been able to handle any. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, without putting a too fine a point on it, you know how your blood flows if you cut your arm? I don't want to answer you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. It's different. It's different when it's a different source of blood, shall we say? And I knew if I googled what does it taste like, someone would would have an answer there. <laughs> how did we get back to this topic? I don't understand how this happened. Because it upsets you. Um, no, I do have a I do have an exclusive coming out in Killicon. I'm yes. excited about it because it's different. Uh, people are going to be expecting me to do loads of gore. Um. But I don't know if you've looked at the, the the programming schedule, but I'm doing a reading just before the author, Edward Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, I take it you know who Ed Lee is? I do. Yeah, so he's you know pretty big, extreme horror author. He's been disgusting with what he writes. Sure. So I feel like the support act for a big like rock concert type thing. And you know when you go to the concert, you don't give a shit about the support act. There's some of us so that do. There's some of us that do. Yeah, but it's the I hipsters just, I of the group. A lot of people being in a room to, to listen to what I read because they want good seat for who's on next. <laughs> I can <laughs> so, see that. Uh, I'm fine with that anyway. But what I thought, I can't go and read gore. I can't do it because then Ed's going to come out and he's just going to piss over everything I do. So I thought, right, okay, let's go different. And I chose a. Well, I'll give you a hint. It features dead babies and a true story that happened here in the UK. Um, so it's it's not it's not a nice tale. 
I, I have a screenplay that I wrote uh, called Fetus that's basically Sean Hudson's spawn about aborted babies coming to life, killing people. So I think I'm right. I'm right alongside you with that one. This is uh, that I could cope with better because it's it's still in the, the realm of fantasy. But what I wrote actually happened to someone. And when you know that, and I'll, I'll explain that before I do the reading, it just makes it all that it's, it's, well, it's, it's horrible. You know, I, I said I can't go into it, so it's hard to talk about. But once you know this is possible, you probably won't want to have a baby again. Real shit is always the scariest shit. Yeah, I'm starting to find that. I'm getting bored of uh, like fantasy type horror. And, you know, that's why I, I try and write stuff that has a chance of happening sure sometimes is that what we have to look forward to you more is you're going to be going more in that in that direction with your writing and or pursuing the 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 screenwriting or Uh, what's what are you looking forward to um i'm looking forward to retirement you know i'm I'm knocking on 40 now there's i I counted the other day there's 227 books published uh i feel like i'm pretty tired of writing uh amazon has sucked the passion out a little bit um, but with the book Dead End, uh, which is about this guy and this girl who have broken up and they go on one last trip to try and rekindle their marriage. But the guy has already killed the woman. So basically, he's just touring the country with a corpse in the, the camper van with him. Uh, think of a fucked up weekend at Bernie's and you're close. Yeah, I was going to uh, say a I fucked up Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, I was going to make up yeah. a weekend at Bernie's joke. <laughs> <laughs> can't beat weekend at bernie's um it's a that story rekindled my passion and the one that i've literally just taken a couple of days to write book one of has really sparked my imagination again so i'm probably gonna carry on doing psychological stuff for a little bit then when i get bored of that i'll go back into the extreme and then back to psychological uh i don't know if you guys are aware but i did dinosaur erotica once because i was that bored um and how do you feel about Donald Trump? <laughs> uh, I'm the same way you do. Yeah, I. It's. Oh, you like him? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. Um, well, uh, frankly, you know, it's embarrassing. What's that? I'm sorry. Uh, well, it's it's called Hump the Cunt. And okay. I took it off Amazon because I got a lot of one-star reviews from people in America saying that they hate the guy, but because he's the president they have to respect him and therefore what i have done is cross a line by disrespecting him but in the book it was about a british prime minister called danny hump so i didn't you know just say oh it's donald trump yeah but it still upset people uh but yet they're cool with I won't. I won't get into it. But politics, blah blah. blah. <laughs> um, but oh, yeah, to, even, yeah. <laughs> to 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 give you the sh- my short answer is that it's it's embarrassing, honestly. Uh, that's my short yeah, answer I, for it. But the thing is, when you've got people like that, and don't get me wrong, in 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 our country, our country has gone to hell because we got some drag queen called Theresa May in government at the moment, just fucking up for us. Technically, um, you fucked up first, like by a few months. Yeah. But we need to be able to take the, the piss out of it to survive. You know, if you sit there and if you support, you know, for example, your president, if you support your president, that is your choice. Don't force your choice on other people. That's absolutely fine. It's up to you. 
if you don't support him and you just sit around getting angry about it, you just make yourself ill. If you can have a laugh about it and find things to joke about, even though it is, you know, sometimes you have to look real hard to find something to laugh about, like with Theresa May, um, I just find you live a healthier life, you know? That's a fantastic way to look at things. And if that doesn't work, there's always drugs. <laughs> I, I can't think that. of a better note to end this interview on. <laughs> uh, anything else you you got that you want to plug upcoming, Matt? We've got uh, you've got the Weird Out, you've got Dead End coming out, you've got your coloring book uh, that just came out, uh, a Sperm's Tale. What else am I missing that's new? Oh, I just did that other book, um, All the Ways. I think you're, uh, you know, put the bad word in yep. that no one likes. Yep. Um, oh, you've got uh, you... your your. He's got his own notebook out called uh my big book of cunts and it's just a notebook the big book of cunt yeah. big book of cunts. um and there's another one called confessions of a cunt it's basically with the, those paperbacks what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to uh go into the novelty gift market as well because you know you've got christmas coming up where you've got the secret santas and no one knows what to buy so i think who doesn't want a coloring book of dicks just stupid little things that you can give someone for a laugh and it doesn't cost the earth I'd much rather have a dick than a vagina. That's for sure. Uh, I think in in that book there is there is one vagina you get to color. <laughs> Just don't color it red. Uh, You'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, if anyone is in the area in uh, Texas, twenty uh, fourth of August, I think it is. You know, it'd be good to see you come on down to Killicon because it is shaping up to be quite a uh, great show down there. Yep, I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there, Matt, and I'll make sure I buy you a beer and a, buy a few books from you. You need to see uh, if I'm man enough as well, because uh, I take it you know Wrath James White. Uh, I do. Uh, Wrath James White. Uh, please don't don't get offended by this. I think Wrath is my favorite author. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be fair, uh, I worked with the guy. He, you know, he kept sending the stuff back to me, and I was like, "You sick bastard." <laughs> um, that was I for mean, Boys Night. I love the guy, but he is he's a fucking tank. And I want to have a dead arm contest with him. I want to see if I can take a punch on the arm by him and still stand at the end of it, because I honestly reckon I won't be able to. I, Not even joking. I would be scared he would break your arm. I, there's no joke when I'm saying that. But when that happens, I would find that really funny. And that's a story that you can tell people. Long term, so it might be worth it. If he's up for it. It'll be on camera that it was my idea, so I can't sue him if my arm does snap. I'll be insured. And as long as he hits my right arm, because otherwise he's going to ruin my love life. <laughs> you know, I want a dead arm contest. I'm saying it. I want it. And I have to punch his arm first, because otherwise... I otherwise it ain't happening. Yeah, I, I feel like he'll be fine. I'm not... <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll be like, oh, I was thinking a mosquito. <laughs> All right, no, Matt. Yeah, well, I appreciate you coming. What was that? Come on down. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, go out, check on Amazon. Matt's also got an Etsy store. What's your Etsy store name? Uh, the Twisted World of Matt. Twisted World of Matt. Thanks for coming on, Matt. We'll hit you all up right, in Texas. Take it easy. See ya. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. That was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh we didn't. I, I didn't push it that much, but I think that it's very true. He can totally say the c word way more than we can and get away with it. I don't. I don't think so. No. Like on this podcast. 
We can totally say it as no, much we as can. we want. Yeah, sure. Cunt, 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 cunt. <laughs> Apparently, according to this book, I say fuck a lot. Yeah. I Like, every third word out of my mouth is fuck. Mm-hmm. Also, there's a Ben here. Ta-da! In case you couldn't hear by the feminine giggling. There was not feminine. <laughs> I've been trying to hold that back. <laughs> <laughs> Conceal, don't feel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're in a book. You can get it buy yeah, it from Amazon. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I feel a little bad in that we're in it. Tom's in it. Micro penis Josh is in it. And that's Micro it. Micro penis Josh gets a gets a one. Does call he out. get more than Ben? Yes. I'm not sure I want to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can tell he didn't actually listen to the podcast because he called Tom Tom. Or we always call him Tom Krosik. Mm. He's never not without his last name. My last name isn't in it either. I think we, is that on purpose so, for the publicity? I, no, I think so. No, I think it's on purpose in that I'm the one that consigned him to do it. Mm. So it was safe for him to say Russell Hall, whereas it's not safe for him to say the other names. Even though my name is like Will on the image Will you stop pounding that on the table? I'm bending it like Beckham. Don't try that. <laughs> Don't try that. I want to bitch more about this book. Okay. It's real bad. Like, okay. that dude seems awesome. He seemed fun. You, you said this was the worst book you've ever read by him. So. I mean. Wasn't I don't, sure that I, I was going to say that right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, there has to be a worst book that somebody writes, right? And to you, this is it for him. That's fine. I'm uncomfortable by this conversation <laughs> right now. Like, I like that, Matt. That, that, that guy like, seemed awesome. <laughs> I don't like this book. I don't like my portrayal, but also the book isn't good. It does. It doesn't end. It just stops. Okay. This is me. Maybe he's leaving trying, it open for a sequel. Trying hard. To <laughs> I mean, uh, there could be more tales of the weird, because you know, nothing happens. I'm looking forward to Ben. You're going to Austin with me. We're gonna tell tell Matt that we don't agree with you. Just tell him to okay. listen to the podcast. Right, I'm sure. Listen to the episode. Yeah. So he but, can barely hear himself. But stop when you get to this episode, because Justin's being rude. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, that dude seems awesome. I I want to read more of his stuff because mm-hmm. we review stuff. See, this is weird. This is what's weird now because you do a thing that's at least somewhat criticism, mm-hmm. and now you're feeling weird because we just talked to the guy. Yeah. So you shouldn't do that. It it doesn't bother me at all. Like that dude seems awesome. Mm-hmm. If I were going to Austin, I would go hang out with you guys while you drink a beer and I drink some soda. But like, yeah, this book isn't good. Here's the difference: is that I can not say something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that I'm saying the opposite. Sure, but yeah. If you if I don't tell you that you look fatter today than you did yesterday, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same as me not. I can just not say it. Right. It doesn't make it not true. I feel like my clothes are fitting a little better. Yeah. Good. Did you buy bigger clothes? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they need a bigger bulk. <laughs> uh, so it's been a bit, Ben. You got anything for us before we dive into our movies or anything? What's going on? Uh, no. How's life? Swell. We almost had to put my cat down. <laughs> like, almost. That's a positive thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
yesterday she started walking funny and uh so holly took her to the vet this morning and they're like well it's probably a blood clot we'll try to give her this shot of steroids and uh it's either that or you can put her down and I, I was wondering, like, that's what the vet said to her. You have two options. You can put her down, or we can try this shot of steroids and she ha- see if she, you know, does better. Like, why even give the yeah. other option as, like, it's not an option if it's just a shot of well, steroids. Well, it's for Russ. Is Ru- the shot of steroids $2,000? Yeah, it's for Russ's well, benefit. It's I like where, it, yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a possibility that you're going to have to pay X. But you could also add on to that Y and maybe, maybe not have to pay the X and maybe continue to... Purchase food it's a steroid shot. It's not a that. surgery. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That, like, I get but if your, it, do, if get, it doesn't, but it still costs money. And if it doesn't work, they're still going to have the money of putting it down. But that's true for everything you would take the dog to the or right. cat to the vet for. They don't do that every <laughs> right. time. They don't right. say. They don't say. I think, I think that's a. Uh, it's not like they're people. So I think that that's an option that's kind of always on the table. It's. It's like oh, it always you, on the your, table? Your, your dog got hit. <laughs> Um, we can spend eight thousand dollars to to fix it, or you can spend twenty bucks. But that, and I totally agree with that, right? That's a real consideration you would have mm-hmm. to have, right? Mm-hmm. But the steroid shot is a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I mean, it's not so, gonna be much. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but also, I, if it is a blood clot, that there's a good chance that that cat not gonna make it. I get it, but we're on the same page here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. That if, there, if there's a chance, you know, you do you want to start a podcast with me, and we'll just ditch Justin. <laughs> I feel like that's what I've always wanted. <laughs> someone <laughs> since my first day here. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Just somebody you agree with all the time. <laughs> somebody that just laughs at my jokes. The nice. Po- <laughs> Welcome to the nice podcast with Russ. <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, it was. When did, you, flower? You, what, you're, nice. what, when did you turn into the dick? You're the dick today. You're I'm, I'm playing my character from The Weird. <laughs> now available on Amazon.com. <laughs> you sent me a link. You're like, here's a link to the book. And it had like your search terms in it and everything. <laughs> why and I'm that? like, why? How? You would totally, if you were in charge of the notes, you would totally just put that link up there. Why? No, What's I went to the page. I went to the page. I got the nice share the, link. Did you get there via my link? Yeah. Oh, so it worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked, but we put <laughs> we have limited space. The nice link looks real nice. Mm-hmm. It's a dot co slash and then like six or seven eight characters, and it takes you to the same thing, and it looks nice. Not a hundred and seventy three characters. <laughs> That's gonna wrap on every podcatcher. I sent it to you in a text. I don't know why that mattered. Because I know that you would just put that up there. I absolutely would have put that up there. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. I deleted a link from his at one point a few weeks ago and put in a Cohen over Cohen link. <laughs> there was a big spot that said, hey, Russ, put the, no- put the link here. And instead, he took out another link and put in his over top of it. It's like, no, that, that was supposed to be a link to something else. Did it take you there? To the place that it wasn't supposed to? It sure did. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it might not be pretty, but it's functional. Um, we watched Troll. We watched Troll. Give us a synopsis, Ben. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Brother and sister and mom and dad moved to an apartment in the city. Uh, a troll shows up and takes possession of a little girl. And then it's the brother's job to try to save her because he's the only one that knows she's not actually 
uh, who she is. Great synopsis. Um, you want me to try? Yeah. It is a movie about wizards and witches and magical creatures. My oldest son loved it when he was my youngest son's age, and my youngest son loves it, and we watch it constantly. And I watched it constantly as a little, little kid. Have I seen it? Have you shown this to me? Because I feel like I remember I think parts you and I watched Troll and Troll 2 together. Yeah, see, it's, it seems familiar, but like... That just... seems like an odd pairing. It doesn't sound like it should be, but it really is. <laughs> uh, and I, that was before Troll 2 was a thing. And we were just like, this is a shitty movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Rust the hamster. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. barely remember it. Like, there's scenes and I'm like, I, I think I've seen it. But like, how well do you remember a bad movie? What? Yeah, the bad movies are the ones that stick with you. <laughs> so that's obviously you didn't like it? Uh, well, I mean... It... Watching it as a 35-year-old man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'd always say, I kind of enjoyed watching it at times, but then it's just like, it's just some of the shit is so stupid. Yeah, like, it's, what is... it's absolutely stupid. That's why I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as a bad movie. Yeah. It's okay. not as bad as Troll 2 and therefore not as good as Troll 2. But maybe that's my thing is that I didn't think it was like horrible. Mm-hmm. Like there's parts that would draw me in. It's like, OK, that's cool. But the, I mean, then ultimately it's just just a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing that I think the thing that usually makes um, not good movies not good is like like they're not good bad movies is because they were competently made. This is a film that's competently made, but is still so fucking batshit crazy that it saves itself. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's really good creature effects and competent filmmaking. Um, the acting is one hundred percent fine. Uh, okay, so uh, b- part of the love that I have though is completely nostalgic. Like I'm well aware of that, and my kids are watching this as a little kid. Like I almost sent you a message and told you, uh, but I don't know what your kids like. The, yeah, I would I, show them my kids this. After exactly, yeah. I feel like it's totally the perfect movie for a six year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's. Except Sonny Bono yells shit at the top of his lungs. <laughs> uh, shit! <laughs> uh, so we so we open with a family moving into an apartment. So we've got Harry Potter, Harry Potter Jr., little girl, and mom. Uh, and the dad is played by uh, Michael Moriarty, who I love. He's in a ton of movies that I love. Um, he's my favorite character in this movie, by yeah. far. He uh, And he's the best actor in the movie. Uh, no, that's not true. Uh, Phil, who is uh, uh, the neighbor, the little the, the, um, the little person. He's also oh, the, yeah. the troll. Yeah, he's both. Um, I think he's awesome. He's in Willow too. Oh yeah, I know I've seen he's him. He's in Willow. Who which mm-hmm. one is he? Uh, he's, yeah, he's just one of the. He's like one of the guys with with Warwick Davis. Yeah. That's like his friendly uh, uh, soldier guy. Cool. Um, but so. She says that he has 3,000 records, a collection of 3,000 records that they're going to put in an apartment. And we see part of his collection, which is four records. Where is the other? They're in a closet. 3,000 records is a lot. Yeah. Also, he plays them (laughs) really loudly when he has people like on either, like at least on one side of him. And like above and below him. Every time I watch this movie, <laughs> that's all I can think about. Yes, every time I watch this movie, I'm, I'm like, like, he is a rude guy, that guy's neighbor. Fucking Reuven, but he is a huge dick. I thought he was set, like the movie was setting it up for someone to knock on the door and say, "Hey, can you turn that down?" But it, nope, didn't happen. No, he was just air guitaring to when the guitar <laughs> isn't playing. Was a fantastic scene. 
like, okay, so first off, my first impression of him was, why is he wearing this baby's hat, like this fisherman's hat that's like five <laughs> sizes too small? And then he like starts dancing later in the movie, and then uh, giggling ridiculously when he's done. Uh, and I just decided, okay, he's just a silly man, and, and I like him now. But <laughs> And then his joke later, uh, what was it? Uh, he's like, honey, did you do lots of drugs w- before we met or something? Remember that? Yeah, I yeah. love that. I love that line. Uh, because <laughs> because he, his thought is that something weird. is wrong with the kids yeah. at this point. <laughs> Um, so I'm trying to text and it's not working while I'm getting distracted. Okay. I'll talk. Uh, so uh, there's a, this whole movie is a trope, which why is it always the little girl that makes first contact? Whether it's like fantasy or aliens or ghosts, whatever, like poltergeist, what, like there's something scary about little girls. I think it's, I think it's, they're the most vulnerable. (laughs) Like the female is more vulnerable than male. And child is more vulnerable than adult, so that's the 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 best option to be scared is going to be a little kid. So little girls are scary. Yeah, let's Did I get let's it? explore that. I don't think I've ever told <laughs> the story on the podcast. Uh, so I, I used I used to work in retail, and I would go to bed at le- like I would close down. I would get home at like eleven, try to unwind and. Uh, like get to bed by midnight and then have to be up, you know, to to open in the morning, uh, which sucks. Don't work retail; it's all it's garbage. Uh, but one day at like I I'd been I kept getting um, like three a.m. these calls that would just like never leave a voicemail or whatever, and so one morning three a.m. I'm just like fuck it I'm answering, and I pick up the phone and I'm like who is this. And I'm assuming it was a recording, but it was like three little girls singing Ring Around the Rosie. I did not get any more fucking sleep that night. Holy shit. It was pants-pissingly scary. I'm alone at 3 a.m., and three little girls are singing Ring Around the Rosie into my fucking phone. Ugh. It's the most creepy thing that's ever happened to me in person. What is... What? Who did that? Why did... I have no idea. Like, what is that? About? I, I don't. I, to this day, I have no idea what the that fuck that was to be about. Like a prank or something. I right? would hope so. No one ever fessed up to it, like uh, a friend. So I'm assuming it's just it was just like a random prank or Satan. One of those two. <laughs> it sounds logical. I'm not gonna lie. My vote might go. Is that, is that in the weird? Uh, no. No, it should be. No, it's just more vaginas. Do you remember One uh, Hundred Yes Mimi? Yes. So. <laughs> In middle school, probably, somehow we found out. This is mostly Saxophone Ryan's thing. But he found out if you dialed 1-800-YES-MIMI, you would get a recording from some... It wasn't always a recording. Yeah, but it started off definitely as a recording every time we would get it. And I still remember to this day, I want to know, like I can hear it. And it was a female voice that said, Yimshi Kodolesh. That was the very first line. (laughs) Don't know what that means. Uh... But it was like a recording, and you could prom- you could hit prompts, and we ended up getting to the point where we were able to talk to someone, and everybody nobody spoke English, and then they would just hang up on us after a little bit. When Ryan Sex when Ryan would be like, "Who is this? What are you guys doing? What is this number? Why are we talking to you? <laughs> what does it all mean?" And then finally, somebody spoke English, and his name was Michael. Oh and, yeah, I remember. And that. we would, 
<laughs> so we found out his name was Michael. So then we would call and we kept asking for Michael. And then Michael was like pleading with us to stop calling him every day because he's probably getting in trouble. Speak to Michael. And he was like pleading with us to stop calling. <laughs> But we never got any answers to what 1-800-YES-MIMI was. And I'm pretty upset by that. Hmm. Yeah. We should try to call again. <laughs> uh, so the troll does look great. We've all agreed on that. Ben's agreed twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he immediately takes over the little girl. Uh, and she... Trant, uh, not Trantor. Trantor is from Ernest Scared Stu- Stupid. This is Turok. He doesn't know how to eat, apparently. He, so doesn't she, know, he doesn't know what food is. And she's just like shoving it this? in their face. And <laughs> <laughs> the parents react bizarrely throughout this entire movie, right? I mean, the child acts bizarrely and they react to it acting bizarrely. But but I don't think they react appropriately. Like at one point, Probably not. At one point, she dumps the juice on the floor. And then the parents are talked out of getting, her being in trouble by the older brother. Well, it's like, you know... Um, if if somebody hits you and the like the police uh you like you know it's like you have to press charges if you drop the charges man then there's nothing to arrest mm-hmm. uh they immediately set off the fire alarm and then we kind of get our we meet our cast of characters throughout the apartment complex mm-hmm. sonny bono we've already talked a lot about a little bit he takes a pratfall that's how he how he says hello is I'm a swinger. Yeah. Like everybody is very <laughs> clear. Like, you got kids, man. You're the only one in this building with kids. I need to get pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you kids are going to intrude on my pussy time. Everybody is very clear, like and hostile when they meet this family. Duke shows up uh, and he's jogging and running. He's like the military guy. He's got he's running in place. On. He's like. running in place. And he, and he says, uh, so, so Michael Moriarty, who, by the way, reviews books for a living and has no books in his apartment <laughs> he had a he had a bookshelf full of books did he you see it one time okay. at the, towards the end of the movie i must have missed it and i was and i yeah because i was looking for them too and i was like there is books so <laughs> he has like 12 uh but he he says books i never read them they're owned by liberal scum <laughs> and yeah. through, throughout the movie he really hates books like he finds out malcolm uh, their other neighbor, who's a little person mm-hmm. who becomes infatuated with Turok and the little girl. I'm sorry, the other way around. She becomes infatuated with him because she thinks he's an elf. Uh, uh, he's, he says he's a weirdo. It's probably from all them books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is maybe my favorite joke in the, in the, in the movie, which is uh, like you introduce him and they're having like, they're like yelling at each other because the fire alarm is going and also he has headphones on. And he's like, hey, take off your headphones. What? Okay, he takes off his headphones. He's like, hey, fire! 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 (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, It's so stupid, but especially watching it as a six-year-old. Like, that is is supreme comedy right there. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's apartment in this place is, like, perfectly made for them. Like, Sonny Bono (laughs) has, like, this incredible bar, and there's, like, cheetah prints and there's i think there's a disco ball and like lights and stuff like Mm -hmm. they all the duke's apartment like has it i feel like it's a barbie dream home yes everything because every room is its own like thing yes like uh duke gets like his the hunting room he has a he has a full tiger skin on his wall including the head the he is that's gotta be expensive right it is wallpapered (laughs) 
with nothing but snakeskin. Yes, it's snakeskin like wallpaper. There's like a head on the wall. <laughs> he's got uh, bows, or not bows, he's got deer with like darts or like crossbow sh- uh, uh, bolts. bolts that he's got on the wall. It's in, The decoration in this apartment complex is really great, eh? Marianne was like, who who has snakeskin on their wall? And I was like, what? It's very manly. He's like, Duke. That's the answer to that yeah. question. She's like, it's pretty gay. And I was like, no, look around. He's like the manliest manly man. Yeah, it's snakeskin, he, not foreskin. She's like, yeah, gay hunter. <laughs> I just stepped on Marianne's joke. Yep. That's what you do. <laughs> uh, the So the first person that bites it is Sonny Bono, right? Yeah. He gets stabbed and with the ring. So he's got a uh, he's got a little ring. And he gets stabbed, and he turns into a pea? No. Well, okay. First, yeah. <laughs> his head like is going to like explode or something. Yeah. Um, I have to make a correction for something that I've said in this podcast. Uh, I have at one point said that um, Robert Zadar looks like uh, a like a dried up used catcher's mitt. Mm-hmm. No. He looks like Sonny Bono's face exploding. <laughs> there are like two stages of Robert Zadar in that process. Uh, but it looks great, right? Is it? Yeah, it like, good. the whole like thing, it. like him turning into the the plant thing, I think looks yeah. awesome. And uh, this director is no, he is a special effects guy. That's what he does for a living. I mean, that he directs too, but he he's he. That's his. <laughs> shut up. That's his background. <laughs> <laughs> that's his bread and butter his bread and butter is effects so he did effects for uh uh nightmare on elm street 4 he did effects for one of the halloween movies he directed a friday the 13th um that's his bread and butter he did the from beyond special effects um so it makes sense that everything looks so good in this movie uh, he's also, if you guys recall, there's a painting on the, we haven't talked really about the witch, mm-hmm. uh, who might be the most attractive 70 year old woman ever. To me, she was the best. June Lockhart was the best person in this movie, actor wise. I've, I've, I've seen her before, haven't I? She was the mom from the Lost in Space TV show from the 50s, 60s. <sighs> she was the mom in Lassie. Oh, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I it, don't know. I've not seen any of those things you're talking about. You haven't seen Lassie? He, really? he it the, the, does the dog like eat everyone or become an <laughs> alien? No, that he hasn't seen it. It's like so in man. the in the room, there's a painting on the wall that you see a few times, and I'm showing. Yep. Yeah. Justin, that's it, the director. Oh, it is. They they did it. He put himself as the painting in the movie. Oh. That's the director. Uh, because when I first saw it, I thought that that was their her like mentally challenged son or something. <laughs> <laughs> This is the director that I talked about that uh, I was at a convention with my son and my son was trying to talk to him about troll and stuff. Right. Uh, this guy also directed uh, one of the segments in Dungeon Master, um, which he put uh, they put a poster yeah. in the room. Yeah. Uh, but so he comes out to take a picture with my son and I not wearing shoes or socks in the convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said. Uh, yeah, exactly. That goes right in line with what you were saying there. Um, she also has, uh, sometimes I write down jokes. Let's try this one out. mm -hmm. Uh, now that's what I call a magic mushroom. Nice. She has a mushroom that's like sentient. Yeah. 
Yep. I was expecting something to happen with that mushroom. Nothing. It just kind of hung out. No, it just became, kind of looks like a penis. Became a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a lamp anymore. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Malcolm is uh, the little person that uh, Turok kind of becomes infatuated with because he thinks she's he's an elf. This yeah. is Peter Dinklage an elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the end. So they met. <laughs> Call me off uh, one more time. <laughs> <laughs> so they met when he saved her from the uh, from the uh, traffic or something, pulled her out from the street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then immediately they become best friends, yes. which, which is okay. She invites him she, over for dinner, tells what, her parents, I have a friend coming over for what, dinner. What? Okay, that's, that's fine. That's something kids do, whatever. What grown man... Uh, you know, whatever his size, accepts a dinner invitation from a six or seven year old girl. Everyone in this entire apartment complex is weird with kids. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone There's no kids in the building, this. but they are all like, oh, you want to come in? That's fine. Yes. This is a totally Every normal single thing. one of them. Sonny Bono. Who, I'm just going to go get naked over here, but yes. you can play out here. Yes. Sonny Bono. Uh, 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 Elaine. Uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. Her first movie. Uh, Duke. Duke. Uh, and the witch and Malcolm, everyone that lives in this apartment complex immediately mm-hmm. just opens their door for these children, closes the door behind them and lets them hang out yeah. with zero concern about wondering what the parents are going to think <laughs> or where these kids are. Every single one of them. Julie Weiss Dreyfus literally is getting dressed. Yes. And she's like, you can hang out here, though. Where I'm going to go spend all my time in there. You hang out in here unsupervised. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone has is totally open to this. Uh, it's weird. Was that a different era? Like 1986? 86. I remember going over to my neighbor's oh, house you and know. hanging out, but like, but I don't think you, they didn't have kids. I would just go hang out and like eat their cookies and stuff. But like, that's, I feel like that was the height of, but they weren't strangers, stranger danger and the AIDS epidemic. But, but they just probably like, already, you would have already known them. Your parents had already yeah, yeah, yeah. introduced yourself. Yeah, that's different, it wasn't but, day one. Right. Yeah. It's bizarre. It's and it's not even about the kids for me. It's about the adults. Like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. that kid is just one that wants to walk into people's house. And it's not even a kid. It's a fucking troll. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're <laughs> right. It makes sense that the troll's doing that. I have a question for you guys. Is their entire apartment pink? I'm pretty sure their whole apartment is is pink. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a light pastel color. Yeah, and like the the boy and girl share a bedroom, which is weird. And it's like, because the first time we see it, we only see her in there. So it's very girly. And then like later, the you see the boy go to his bed and like, oh, there's two beds in here. And it's a really girly room that he just has like 49ers and Giants stuff just like there. And Dungeon Master. And Dungeon Master. Yeah. And Dallas Cowboys. You don't have, you don't have two teams, especially not from the same conference. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, like the set design of this was either either spot on or horrible. I can't decide which one. <laughs> it's like every single apartment is like totally modeled, like perfect. So maybe their family is just like pink and girly. I don't know. Uh, I don't have answers. What I do know about this family, they do not handle people of any diversity well. Because Malcolm walks in, <laughs> yeah. and they could not be more weirded out. They are one step away from asking for photos with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I get the awkwardness of, of holy shit, it's an adult. 
but that's not what this is. This is holy shit. Well, this, it's a little person. Holy yeah. shit, just an adult and a little person. That's a twofer. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is two things you were not prepared for. Uh, you, anytime someone like comes up to you and is like in any way differently abled, you are just like a totally different person. At least on the inside, you're just like, oh fuck, I, oh fuck, uh, um, don't look at it, don't look at it, don't not look at it. Um, how do, what do I, how do I seem normal? How, what is normal? How do I don't know what to do right now? Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but they are way better, worse at hiding it than I think I am. <laughs> I might be wrong. <laughs> they are way worse at hiding it. Uh, yeah, it's they they, they handle it poorly, right? Yes. He handles it way better than she does. Like he pretty quickly is like, do you want a drink? you were an adult, you could have alcohol. And she literally says, sorry, she didn't tell me you were, uh, 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 <laughs> that's her response that she gives this man. Yeah. This adult man, a college educated college professor. <laughs> Rude. So then he goes into a Shakespeare soliloquy after talking about joining the circus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, uh, apparently she had made him promise to do a Shakespeare soliloquy. Yes. They had pre, they had talked about this off screen, discussed, discussed which one was their favorite. Yes. And chose that one. Yes. This like supposedly like five year old child has discussed her favorite Shakespeare soliloquy and, and, uh, promise. So that, that's happening. But luckily, uh, it's not totally weird because, all the monsters just break out in song. Yeah, we do get for <laughs> no reason. We get a musical number for absolutely no reason, and it is awesome. And it is through the entire <laughs> apartment building. I'm not saying it wasn't awesome. It's because Julie Louis. So Julie Louis Dreyfus has already turned into plant things. Uh, Duke has already turned into plant things, uh, and uh, pretty soon Malcolm's going to be his own little elf. Well, Julie Louis Dreyfus <laughs> didn't turn into plant things. She was she turned into a nymph. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, but her apartment comp, her apartment turned into like a magical forest. I, I, I was reading through the IMDb trivia. Apparently, uh, originally her costume was topless, so like she's not topless in the movie. But apparently, there were like uh, press, like behind the scenes photos or like press photos of her topless. That, which why is would weird. They, why would they want this to be topless? Like it's already <laughs> skirting it a little bit. No pun intended. Did they not know they were making a kids movie at first, or did they make a kids movie? I know it is a kids movie ish. I have more For to talk about about this director in a little bit, and I don't know if he knew what he was <laughs> that he was making not a horror masterpiece okay um maybe that's what happened they got to the end and was like maybe i should take maybe her a produ- out of yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe a producer was like let's change the um target. you don't know why do we you have don't full know what penetration have happening right now like, <laughs> <laughs> if we if we just put two fig leaves right here we're gonna make a whole bunch of money yes exactly <laughs> uh so while this is happening while uh she slash turok is going around turning uh Somehow that I can't understand, having watched this movie literally 50 times probably, mm-hmm. the boy figures out somehow that she is a witch? And sure, she's actually a princess, but how did... But she is also a witch. He, he had done all the research the night before watching those movies, <laughs> and so he knows from that. No, but literally, what he says is, uh, all these things that you have, they're not adult things. Are you a witch? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all. That's all the pieces <laughs> of the puzzle that you need. Uh, she. So they kind of start befriending I found a one corner another. piece, and it's done. <laughs> they start uh, befriending one another, and my favorite interaction between the two of them because they've got this kind of cool relationship is he knocks and she says, "I knew it was you," and he said, "How did you know?" He's like, "She said it was a prepubescent knock." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "That joke." is awesome but it doesn't belong in a kids movie i don't understand <laughs> it's like Ernest scared stupid when they were throwing in like uh uh i don't remember uh i want to say taika watiti but that it was something like that yeah no it's a uh, desmond tutu desmond tutu jokes <laughs> yeah taika watiti is the director of thor ragnarok uh yeah so i don't understand really how he knows at all that she's a witch and I and she they have some backstory between her that, that's not relevant. I just want to see uh Phil whatever his name is running around as Turok the troll because he looks awesome. So why doesn't she act at all for 2 days? Like two and a half days? She's like, "Oh, some shit's going down. I'm just going to sit here and chill." Uh, until a boy comes and I can give him this really sharp stick. That's magic. Uh, when he does, when he is over there at one point, she made him breakfast. And they do the same thing they do in every movie, which is every time anyone makes pancakes in movies, they make 50 pancakes. You have kids. Do you just make 50 pancakes and just leave piles of pancakes lay around? Usually, yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Okay. Every time. Every, I guess. I know you do, but you eat them. <laughs> I don't make pancakes. I don't make food. I buy food. <laughs> but it is every time. Uh, I don't know. It's a stupid movie trope that I hate. Uh, I think it's actually real. Like that's something a family person does. Like a family does. I know you have a family and you're saying that you don't. No. But you're weird because you're really cheap. Sometimes I do that actually and I do. I freeze them. And toast them later. Oh. Okay. Maybe I guess I am the one. Uh, this movie doesn't know how dwarfism works. And I feel as the actor, uh, Phil, I wish I remember his last name. His first name's Phil. I would, I don't know if he would have been comfortable doing these lines because he talks about how he was going to the doctor when he was like nine and his parents told him that he wasn't going to grow anymore. That's not how dwarfism works. Mm. He knew he was a little person the moment he was born. But he was born in like the forties, right? Yeah. So bad doctors no because you can physically look at a, a child with dwarfism and know they that they're a dwarf but they're different kinds of dwarfism the kind that he had he was, was especially it, short maybe it was something to do with his medical condition also right because they said he was going to die remember them saying that yeah well, that he had the cancer from being short is that okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh yeah i don't understand his medical prospects at all. And I don't think that the movie understands how they work. Uh, how many notes do you have over there, man? I, I'm about that far so far. Are you kidding? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm about done. Let's yeah. go to the climax. Yes. It's funny that you guys say that because... <laughs> that's, that's what she said. Uh, I feel like this movie... Every time, Part of it is that I watch it with kids, so I watch the first half hour over and over and over and we don't make it to the end. But I wait, enjoy the first <laughs> half of the movie more than the second half, which is weird. But it's because it's so front-loaded with Turok. Um, you keep saying Turok. It's Torok. Torok. 
Turok was Turok a dinosaur. was the dinosaur, dinosaur. hunter. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he ends up getting a stick, and they go into Julia Louise Dreyfus's apartment, uh, and he battles uh, Minotaur. Werewolf like, I don't know. It's a, it's a big troll thing. I I didn't catch a lot of the last half hour. I I watched it while I was driving on the way here. <laughs> so <laughs> Phil Fondacaro. Also, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously? To be, to be I just fair, set it up there in my like. To be fair, fuck that's God. I didn't watch it. I mean, obviously, I missed it. It's but. better than uh, Ryan watching uh, felching videos on the <laughs> in his car. <laughs> Um. Yeah, you guys got anything else you want to talk about about troll? What happened? With what? Okay. He's so just, not the girl. <laughs> okay. That's tell my Torah impression. Tell me if I get anything wrong. <laughs> he okay. So he captures the witch and turns her into a rectangle of wood that yes. can talk. Who turns into kind of a bitchy piece of wood? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Close the, kid, the goddamn door. The, <laughs> let me be a let me be a stump in peace. <laughs> the kids go into like the fantasy nymph land. Yes. Uh, and he he frees his sister, uh, who's Sleeping Beauty. He frees her, and then like the the, the big troll comes, and is like brah, and is about to kill them, and then the. Torah comes out and is like, no, don't kill them. Like, I bonded with this girl or something. And, like, throws the spear at them. Right? Yes. And then they make a run for the door. And then they get inside. They're safe. And then the 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 witch stump is like, we did it. We beat you. <laughs> and then everything's gone. <laughs> what happened? What? How did they win? I don't. What? I'm not going to pretend did, I understand. What is? I will. I will talk about Sonny Bono and Duke. <laughs> <laughs> and Julio Reese Dreyfus was very, very pretty in this movie. Uh, and logic is not something that we need to worry about because okay. this is a kids' movie. <laughs> I guess when you're talking about the Troll series, there's Troll, mm-hmm. which is about a troll. Mm-hmm. Troll Two, which is about goblins, and then there are two different Troll Threes. I guess this isn't a series about logic. No. Uh, so years ago at a convention, I got to meet John Carl Beekler, the director. And at the time, they were still he had just announced that they were going to do a remake of Troll. Uh, and I was like, that's okay. It's weird that they would put more money into that, but whatever. Uh, so I asked him about it. He's like, we got it. We've got an A-list director. It's going to be a gazillion dollar budget. We're just ready to announce it. Get ready. This was literally like, 10 years ago probably <laughs> eight years ago uh and be, and what he went into is that it had been held up because he was suing jk rowling <laughs> he this is i swear to god so he was suing jk rowling uh and he was like making his case to me at this convention like exactly what justin said as a joke it's, it's harry potter transported a mythical land battling beast blah 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 and she settled and gave him some money. Oh, really? I'm Good for sh- him. <laughs> I'm sure just to make it fucking go away. Here's the incredible That's part. That's funny. And I told this story in the Dungeon Master one, but it's much better that it comes here. He was recently at a convention, the one where he wasn't wearing shoes. He signed a poster to my son and I for Troll. 
And he told us that there is a Japanese investor that is currently working on building an entire amusement park like Disneyland around Troll. Oh, shut up. Swear to God. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie Troll, one day we will be able, if I swear, I'm going to say it right now. If that theme park opens, I will go to Japan to go to that theme park. I will go with you. (laughs) I we can do a we can do a podcast episode there. I don't think that's going to that would be talk incredible. about your fears. <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. So when you were talking about like if he's mentally stable, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still probably mostly because of nostalgia, but also still appreciating the effects. I really like Troll. It was charming. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Good. Um. Did you ever have a book made about you? <laughs> Justin told me. Justin was telling me one that he did. We both he had little. stories of personalized books. Like from mall kiosks. That never was a thing for you? Okay. What? This is good. Okay. It's a good question. What? Just listen to the podcast. You'll be fine. Okay. Right. I'm so glad we had this interaction. I, I haven't listened to the podcast in a long time. And now it's the Thanks. point. No, I like thought we were your friends. It's like it's like on my thing it's to like good to, have a to catch up, yeah. but it's like that's why half of our listenership died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I still want, it, but it, now it's like a, a t- it's like a task because I'm so far behind. It's like it's going to take for freaking ever. But we'll, um, we'll filter. Sounds awesome. Ask me yeah, what the, for that. Ask me what the good ones are and the bad. I ones. told myself. <laughs> I told myself I'm going to stop listening if I feel like it's a chore. So I haven't gotten to the point yet that it's not. But I mean, that sounded even worse. But absolutely. I, uh, well, the fact that you're I, still listening to it, I guess, is th- the second edge of that compliment. I, I guess so- I did the same thing with Tom Steve Dave. Is that I just kind of stopped because it's like over and over. Like you listen to this, like your, your you're not supposed to like uh, for like you know like five weeks straight of just like to and from work every day. It's like okay. I'm that's what I tired of. that's what I did with stuff you should know, like the you listen to stuff. We got to stop talking about podcasts that are more popular <laughs> and better than ours. I was gonna yell at you about saying tell him Steve Dave, and I now I but I agree with both of you. They're yeah. <laughs> they're awesome. So <laughs> yeah, like, do you know do you I, know, I started, tell, do you know stuff it. you should know? It's pretty. Awesome. I started in episode one, and they were already into like almost eleven hundred episodes. Yeah. Oh wow, it's awesome. And so I was like, I'm this is it. I'm just gonna listen to them all the time. And I got through maybe a year's worth of episodes, which is probably 60 or 70, because they didn't, I don't think they did it three times a week the first um, Not so much. thing. But, uh, so I'm just like, th- I'm I'm putting this on myself. Yeah. So I just went through and I deleted like 95% of them. I'm like, this one looks, this yes. one looks genuinely interesting. Did you listen? To- I don't care about this. I don't care about this. I don't care about this. Even uh, though the ones I didn't care about, yeah. I actually enjoyed. Like the market. I was never going one. to get to the ones that I really wanted to listen to if I just kept listening to the ones that I didn't I did care exactly. about or enjoy. I did exactly that. Yeah. Uh, this is like a cardinal rule. Like in a movie, you don't reference a movie that's better than you. <laughs> that's why we're bad at this. Yeah. Uh, you know what I think is not bad? What's that? Oral sex. <laughs> you were, you're supposed to say tremors. Oh, tremors! <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had like a, a music cue because that would have been a good spot to drop a music cue in there. Like, oh, tremors. Still can. It's the dark cast. It's the tremors. It's the bacon cast. <laughs> uh, you you already knew tremors. Bacon pancakes. You were excited to rewatch pancakes. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacon pancakes. This making bacon fir- pancakes. This is the first time you've seen tremors. Uh huh. Synopsis and thoughts. Uh, th- they're like big worm-like things underground trying to kill people. 
Kevin Bacon tries to make them not kill people. Overall thoughts? Um, I think it like it takes a while to start, but once it starts, it's fun. Uh, I kind of want to punch you because I think this is my second favorite movie. <laughs> okay, like, I sure. got I just got pissed off hearing it like described that way. Yeah, like just hearing it described. He was he was spot on, sure, but like. <laughs> No, like it's, it's like you, such a good like close place to my heart. Yes. It's like you just every you, said words you just badmouthed our podcast and said it was a chore <laughs> to listen to. I don't so even know. Fuck right just, the fuck off. I don't know who to vote for. I don't know who I'm signing up on right now. You're both right, and fuck both of you. <laughs> uh, every shot of this movie is ingrained in my head and like I felt like every I want I could go through shot by shot of this movie mm-hmm. and tell you why I love everything and ever I haven't watched it for a year or two probably and uh just like every shot I was like just masturbating to the nostalgia of it to the dad from Tamil family, family time <laughs> yeah uh Reba hmm <laughs> I for, like this is I Reba's first movie too I didn't know that was Reba McIntyre like you know, back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. Uh, so we open She with... also does a song over the credits. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We open with uh, 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 Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. They're the two, like, grizzled handymen of the area. And uh, they immediately, like, wake up and they each share a cigarette. And they smoke throughout the entire movie because this is 1990. And smoking is, like, rugged and manly and charming. Like, that's how you know, mm-hmm. like, that's the guy that you bring home to mom is somebody that wears tight jeans and smokes yeah. and they are in Marlboro country mm-hmm. smoke it's a family guy reference oh sure good one thanks uh, so, th- <gasps> so they're so they're handymen right Kevin Bacon has never swung a hammer I rewound and watched this because they're like putting up uh, barbed wire on a barbed wire fence <laughs> mm-hmm. how many times I counted does it take him to put in one fence staple? How many do you think it should take a normal, a, a, a professional handyman? Seven. Seven. Three. Takes him 23 okay. hits. <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst handyman ever. And when he actually hits it, one time. One, one <laughs> it actually goes in from one. So I would, I would give him two. One to get it in just a tiny bit. And then one actually gets it all the way down. But I think he was probably just taking that long so that they could have the dialogue. Mm-hmm. But it literally took him 23 hits. <laughs> That's how movies work. That's why West Wing invented the walk and talk. Aaron Sorkin. Mm-hmm. I like Sports Night. You like Sports Night? Do you know Sports Night? Uh, I, I watched it like when it was on, but yeah. not all of it. It's great. I need to go back and watch it. It's I liked great. it when it was on. Uh... So we get a shot. It says, uh, uh, this is Perfection, Nevada. Population 14. We meet every four, every 14 people in oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah. I, th- I thought it was weird, like, why we they were all, why they were all there. there. But I guess there is, like, well, what is there the, are people that But what that. is the economics of a town with 14 yeah. people? I couldn't figure that out. Like, how does Walter Chang's market survive with 14 people? One of which is a drunk. Mm-hmm. One of which is a little girl. Yeah. Okay. Because the drunk buys all the alcohol and the girl buys all the ice cream and soda. Look at that. Boom. <laughs> he's, he's you only stock your shelves with, with what you need, what, mm-hmm. what's going to sell. Booze and kitty booze. 
Also known as ice cream. Uh, so Kevin Bacon uh, and Fred Ward are driving across. They see that there's uh, a woman that's uh, a seismologist from the college, and uh, they hook up with her for a little bit. Uh, she's seeing some weird stuff going on. And uh, then we start meeting our cast of characters in the town. You get Melvin. Fucking Melvin. I hated that kid as a kid. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was, he was the worst. Like, I forgot a lot of the movie because it's been so long, but yeah. I have a note here that I hope he dies, but he doesn't. He's the worst. Yeah. Not many people die. They it's pretty his, much all make it. It's his big, stupid, fake laugh. That yeah. made me mad. Uh, the other thing, this is like a little micro thing that I always remember. Like, I remember my brother and I would mock each other with this, is when Melvin goes, way to go, dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as a little kid, when one of us would do something stupid, like we'd trip and fall or strike out, we'd go, way to go, like mocking, <laughs> doing the Melvin voice to mock one another. I played Tremors so much as a kid. Yeah. Like, we would be running around and like jumping on rocks that are this far off the ground. Mm. Uh, you played the floor is lava. That's tremors. Yeah, yeah. It's a reskin of the game. Um, it's not as good as the original, but <laughs> <laughs> you can it's like use, twice the price. You can use pool the poles in deal. this one now. You can't use that in lava. Uh, I so they start going throughout the town and they they find out that uh, so Val and Earl decide they're handymen. They decide they're finally going to get out because they uh, have. Fucking! I, did, I never really remember this part. They just have shit spew all over them, and they're like, "We're done. We're leaving this town." So they're gonna jet. Mm. When they're jetting, they see the drunk uh, is climbed up a tower, and they go to rescue him. And they find out he is dead, he probably gone. dehydrated. Um, did you say probably dehydrated? Yeah. No, they yeah, they, they thought he had that. a heart attack, and they're surprised that he was dehydrated. Now I have the hiccups. So I'm gonna. Stop talking. Yeah, they, they the doctor said or whatever. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, they find old Fred is dead and his sheep are have been massacred. They uh, go out towards the town uh, or they go to leave town and then they see that they're uh, the guys uh, that are doing some repair work on the on the phone lines have been killed. And I love the fact that they don't immediately go to on like the phone lines. They have a jackhammer. They're redoing the road. Oh, it's the other guys come to do the phone lines and they get killed later. How many times have you seen this? Fuck you. I, I, I think you're confusing it with the sequel. Which sequel? There are five of them. And a TV the, series. The one from 2017. Oh. Uh, anyway. Tremors 5. Uh, point that I'm making here is I think it's awesome that they are they have this big thing where they think that they're looking for a killer. Like there's a killer, there's a person killing people on the loose. They don't immediately jump to the fact that there are graboids around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they sure do come along a lot of dead bodies. They do. Uh, they get hung up on a car and they end up going back to the the market where they find that there's like this snake creature that's that's hanging off there. Mm-hmm. And they sell it to Walter <laughs> for fifteen dollars. <laughs> <15 bucks. laughs> And they are so proud of it. And you wonder how he makes money. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, there it is. Uh, But but even then, I was like, $3 for these people. Like, I don't know what the rest of these people do to get money. I feel like Bert is independently wealthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you skipped over the old couple. Yes, the doctor. Which um, I think is maybe one of the coolest scenes, at least in the the beginning. Um, So, yeah, they... They eat him. He goes down, like with his wife right there, which like fucking crazy. 
if that happened to you. That would suck real bad. Uh, but then, like, she's like, oh, well, no time to grieve because they're going to kill me. Uh, so she gets in her station wagon, and then they they start sinking the station wagon down. And then you get this shot from way far away, and you just see, like, the headlights mm-hmm. are vertical mm-hmm. and then disappear. I yeah. love, too, because so really cool. up until... So you still get another incident with the individual snakes coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and up until the big reveal, this is... I can't remember the first time watching this because I would have been really little. It was probably 1990 for me the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. This is the first time you saw it. Yeah. That reveal of, holy shit, it's not a bunch of individual thing. It's one big ass thing. Yeah. That had to have been gratifying, right? That's cool. I mean, it's kind of spoiled by the DVD cover. Sure. The oh, DVD yeah. cover shows that it's a big thing. Yep. It's it's stylized and it's not at all what it looks like. Sure. But like, it looks like it's going to swallow a town. So to me, it was actually, it was a little underwhelming. Really? Because I, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, like, I was promised, you know, I was sold a bill of goods. You know, it's like uh, not seeing Lawnmower Man in Lawnmower Man 2, mm-hmm. even though he's on the cover. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was I was jealous of being able to watch that for the first time. Because the first few times you see him, you're only seeing the snake guys, like the tongue things, grab him. Yeah. Um, and I was disappointed about that. Um, we. What's funny? You were disappointed because you couldn't. We experience yeah. the yeah. smoke a bunch of weed. That's how awesome my life is. <laughs> is that <laughs> I have to try to think about things to make me unhappy. <laughs> smoke a whole bunch of weed and then watch the movie. <laughs> You'll forget uh, a lot of things. Um, I'm sure. So they end up going to find the they they they're going to go out on horseback. They're going to go get some help. Yeah. Uh, they get attacked by the snake creatures. You're frowning. What was the reason for the horseback? They like, couldn't get out any other way. Like why? Why couldn't they get out? They because they're, they've got their tires were to gone. this side and on this side. Yep, and then the tires were eaten off the. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's fine. Go on. Yep. So they get attacked. They hook up with the seismologist, and they end up making a, a dive over uh, a concrete uh, uh, gap. So you you say you memorize every single shot in this. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the shot where? Uh, one of the snakes ha- is wrapped around the horse, and you can see the cables. and the cable holding yeah. the horse down. Yes, that's fucked. Because up. he oh, tries really? to get up, and the cable pulls it down. Yeah, oh, that wow. was kind of fucked up to watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I didn't uh, see that. Know exactly what you're talking about? Because I was like, oh, the the little the wire for the snake is it, and it's I rewound it, and I was like, oh, that's the cable holding the horse down oh, yes. against its will. Yes. Sad. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what that was. You're absolutely yep. right. Uh, so they jump and. The it basically swims through dirt. Yes. And so it hits yeah. the concrete. Um, but this movie is, it very quickly is like, uh, we have our lore. We're going to give you, we have a scientist who's going to spit out a bunch of nonsense very quickly mm-hmm. to justify all of it. But don't listen too closely because whatever. But I, I appreciate that in, in these types of movies where yep. she's just like, you know, uh, you know, look at these little spikes. They must be able to swim super yeah. fast because of these things. And I'm like, cool, let's move on. Yeah, exactly. That's, just give me a little bit. Give give yeah. me a, don't try to over-explain it, because when you try to over-explain it, you're making me focus on your on the quality of your answer. Yep. But if you don't explain it, I'm just like, this This can't happen. Yep. So that's right. the perfect amount to just say some some a real quick line of bullshit and then move on yep. and that it's perfect for these type of movies. Yep, it's the same ratio that Troll Hunter gave, right? Oh uh, yeah. There's there's a TV show, there's a Netflix show that we watch called Troll Hunters, 
And I was like, what, did we watch that show for the <laughs> podcast? <laughs> I'm with it now. Okay. You were getting ready to say something. Well, I was just going to say, for the last uh, 25 years, though, I've been, you know, kind of wondering how those little spiky things could make a move that fast. <laughs> <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's kind of... Uh, this is one, one of my favorite lines is so so Kevin Bacon has dug this out and the, the practical effects in this movie are fantastic. I love everything of this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, and he he yells he picks up the end of this like giant worm and you hear him yell, I found the ass in. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, when it hits the concrete. Yep. Uh, they're, so they're down in the trench and they think they're going to die. Mm-hmm. And then it just hits the thing and it dies. Oh, yeah. And He's Kevin like, Bacon is, <laughs> is like got all this adrenaline. I mean, he just goes. Fuck you! <laughs> it's maybe my absolute favorite fuck you in the history of cinema. It is a good fuck well, you. We need to find we need to find a list of best fuck yous, or we need to make that list. That's a good. That one. might be number one. That is going to be my new ringtone. <laughs> fuck you! Um. It's going to go over great, like picking kids up from preschool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do the same thing that uh, we just we just watched another movie for hypothermia, and they did the same thing where they give us zero explanation by giving us every explanation. He's yes. like, I don't know. They came from outer space. They're mutants. They're government creations. I don't give a fuck. Moving on. The same thing as the scientific uh, explanation is they give you enough to acknowledge. We don't know what the fuck this is. Stop mm-hmm. asking questions. <laughs> Yep. Watch these graboids. I hate that name too. I always did graboids. Yes. But I think that's the point. It is know. the point. Yeah. Yep. Because Chang is bad. He, here's the thing, though. Uh, <laughs> he tries to market everything, and he's not. <laughs> the point of his character, which, uh, by the way, R.I.P. Yeah, Walter Chang. Uh, yeah, saw that. The grandfather Wait, from Three what? Ninjas. I was on IMDb. No, I was meaning the character. Oh, the character? <laughs> who who died then? Walter Chang. Yeah. No, 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 the actor. So one the, of the actor's actors not died. Walter Chang. No, no, one of the actors died in 2014. It could have totally been him. I think, yeah, it, was... I think it was him, because he was the grandfather from uh, Three Ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that is how I knew him. That is how I will always remember him. He was fantastic. <laughs> I This movie made me go... I bet they're not good, but I really want to watch those Three Ninjas movies. The third one has Hulk Hogan in it. <laughs> uh, this is a true story. When I was trying to come up with names for the podcast, like there's, I've always thought it was awesome. Like one of my favorite bands is Slim Cessna's Auto Club, mm-hmm. which is a band named Slim Cessna's Auto Club. Uh, I don't like the band, but there's a band named Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh, like when when bands or anything names themselves something that is not what it is. It's, it's like not a company a, name, but not for their yes. That. So like one of my thoughts for naming the podcast was like Walter Chang's general store. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just the name of the podcast. And nice. I kind of still love it. Yeah. Um, the, uh, th- something that is very corny and I hate in movies, but this gets, uh, a pass for me and I love it. And I don't know if this is justified. You're the person to tell me when Fred Ward is walking and he steps in a prairie dog burrow. Is that a fake out bullshit or is it enjoyable because he it, is such a likable character? It's it's the best fake out bullshit because in that moment, like, he it wasn't, ha ha, I got you fuckers, because that's how it always is in horror movies. Yes. It is, scare the audience, and then it's just the guy being a dick. Yeah. 
But this is great, and it's totally endearing because he just puts his foot in a prairie dog hole and thinks he's about yeah. to die <laughs> and acts accordingly and then has to recover like, oh, fuck, they just saw that. I was a total pussy there. Yeah, All right. <clears throat> Man. <clears throat> it's great. Yeah, okay, good. So we're on the same page. So you yeah. quantified it and described it really well for why I think it is endearing. I agree completely Yeah, uh, is that it is. Um I think the cast overall is phenomenal. Right. Um, that's the end of the <laughs> So they end up on rocks, and they find out that it's obviously from it not being able to go through the concrete barrier, that it can't go through rocks. Um, and so they pull vault from rock to rock to get to her truck. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's really cool. Um, but then when they're in the truck, like the snakes come up, and... <laughs> He just fucking slaps one. He just slaps the snake tongue in its stupid face. And then they just go on. And I was like, fuck yeah. It is. He totally just bitch slaps it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. right as they got on the uh, on the rocks. Uh, Fred Ward like curses and says a whole bunch of stuff. And then he looks at the woman and apologizes to her. He's like, I'm sorry. Pardon my French. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the next word that comes out of his mouth yeah. is shit. Um, going back to the Graboids versus Tremors thing, fun fact, they weren't really Graboids until the sequel. Mm-hmm. So my movie is Tremors. There might be others after that, and there is. Um, but these were, as a kid, we didn't play Graboids. We played Tremors. Right. We called them a Tremor. Well, yeah, Walter Chang calls them Graboids. I know, but thing. that's not the established. They don't really have, nobody else calls them Tremors. Yeah. Like, say those things or whatever. So as a kid, we would be run from Tremors. We wouldn't run from Graboids. I did, I did see that this is the only one uh, Reba McIntyre's in, but the dad from Family Ties is in, like, all of the rest. Yep, he's the star. Mm-hmm. So I watched this with my uh, six-year-old, and he and I was like, that, that that's uh, Reba McIntyre. She's an old country singer. And he's like, I've seen her before. What's she from? Like... Oh, that's the race car driver from Little Rascals. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and he loved the movie also, by the way. Good. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, one of the – it's very hard to do daytime horror. Was he – was it scary at all for him? No. No? Okay. Um, but I think that's something that it does not as a horror film, but in general, you don't do horror in the daytime at all, and this is mm-hmm. 100% daytime. There's mm-hmm. no – trying to make it spooky because it's at night or anything. I mean, it's not a spooky movie. It's not a horror it's movie. A mon- well, it's mean, a monster movie. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So uh, I-, I think we've all, we all learned a lesson from this movie, which is how to get a girl out of her pants, yeah. which is have a monster wrap her in barbed wire mm-hmm. uh, and then suggest that she take them off so yep. that you can escape together. Yeah. Uh, as I was watching this, I was like, is this just a bullshit way to get her in her underwear. That's what I thought. And then I'm like, no, this is a way to get those two closer. Right. Mm-hmm. And then immediately the movie, one of the characters is like, Give, here's here's yes. pants and, and shoes. And I'm like, awesome. That's not, I was a little slightly disappointed, but <laughs> awesome. Good good on you, movie. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. would happen in that situation. You weren't just trying to make me go, oh. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so Bert, Bert. What happens in England stays in England. <laughs> So Bert and Heather uh, end up having one bust through the wall of their basement and they take it out because they're preppers. Uh, they're NRA members for sure. And they would 100% be deaf after Are they this. N- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would they be NRA movie members? I don't know that they would. I think that would be too much organization for them. <laughs> yeah. They'd want to be off the grid. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, yeah, they would be 100% deaf. Uh, 
Especially firing that elephant gun. Right. In the concrete walls yeah. basement. Yeah, that wouldn't end well for him. I uh, think they do, one of at least one of them wears ear protection for at least part of it. So, you know, they're smart. Yeah. Well, I don't think they have time to prep for any of that. Um, but they end up uh, uh, getting a bobcat and uh, a half of a, a semi-tanker, and they end up running for the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're smart enough that they start laying traps for them. They're able to blow one up with uh, a bomb. And uh, what do you got in between here before we move on to the climax? We're at the climax. We, what, what do you mean moving on? I don't know. I'm you're one sentence away from the climax. Three. Every episode so, I talk, and then you're like, you're already there? <laughs> So they can, uh, the the graboids can, you know, rattle the whole house, you know, from underground, mm-hmm. make the whole thing, you know, like almost fall down. But then they can't get this, this, uh, this semi, what, what, what is that? The, what'd you call it? The bobcat? Yeah, the bobcat. They can't make that bobcat, like, stop in its tracks. They have to actually, like, set a trap for it and wait for it to go into it. Well, you see them try to grab it, but they can't. There's yeah, no, it's moving. But they pull the car underground. Every time, too. every time it stops, so you can see it try to pull them down, like when, they're that, picking up uh, Bert and Yeah, they say, look, it's doing it every time we do it. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing. In real life, that definitely happens. Like, it was able to do it mm-hmm. when this really happened. But then that wouldn't be a very good movie because they all got eaten in real life. Yeah. Also, like, it, it starts pushing on the foundation of the general store, which makes the roof turn into jello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, do, I, I remember being confused as a child trying to figure out, like, I've always thought that it would be made of, like, a solid piece of wood. <laughs> but apparently it was just like a trampoline that can <laughs> can go wavy. I don't know. <laughs> um, and Kevin Bacon ends up saving the day uh, by making it jump off a cliff, through a cliff. Yeah. Um, and it looks like yams when it blows up. Looks like what? Yams. Yams. Sweet potatoes. Like sweet potato baby food. When it explodes. So at the at the end of that, he's he's standing on the edge of the cliff. The other two run away. It's just him. Mm-hmm. He throws the bomb behind which scares it, them. Which scares because them. it, it yeah. has so much uh, velocity and they're sensitive to right. sound and stuff. He mm-hmm. throws it. It blows up. The thing's coming faster, but he still stands there and waits. Yeah, you because know, he wants it so to he come can at jump him. out of the way. Yeah, but he's also not pounding on the ground. He's not yeah. stomping like I could get if he was still stomping. Yeah. Yeah. But then he waits and then jumps last minute. But. Yeah, I never got that. Why is he standing there? I don't have an answer for that. It's more dramatic. Yeah, because it looks cool for the chicks, man. right? That's what it is. <laughs> and he gets the chick. Yeah, he gets. I the like girl. that. He, I like that he uh, is too stupid and shy to get the chick at first. He's just like, oh yeah, uh, okay, and then she walks away. Like they're both like, make a move, idiot. Uh, and he's just like, I fu- I know, I'm gonna go do it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so there was already one TV. So there's been there's six movies now. There is, was a TV show starring uh, uh, Bert, uh, mm. and Sci-Fi just did a pilot starring Kevin Bacon for a new TV series, and they didn't pick it up. Oh. Uh, the shots that I saw looked phenomenal, and it gave me a tattoo idea that I think I'm going to run with. In front of, in the middle of town, there was a statue of kevin bacon riding a graboid like it was a rodeo oh yeah like it was a statue and kevin bacon's in it and uh i watched the trailer just after watching this movie and it looks a little too new horror-ish for me 
Um, but seeing a Kevin Bacon that's 30 years older still playing Valentine mm-hmm. was just awesome. Like, yeah, there doesn't even cool. need to be Graboids. Like, I just want to see all of these fucking people, like, sitting around and talking about the Graboids. And, uh, but yeah, just seeing, like, a, a Kevin Bacon that's in his 50s instead mm-hmm. of his 20s uh, was awesome. Um, yeah, this movie definitely solidified that it's in one of my favorite favorite movies and uh i can't the, the love that i have for it again i can't necessarily separate but i still think the practical effects are fantastic um and i love it what did you do i had a weird twitch because i really have to piss so let's finish this hmm. uh do you if i said <laughs> let's not go to the end where if we I, were definitely going before if i said a pea shiver. Would that mean anything to you guys? I, I think that's just what I had. You don't no. know what a pea... So it was you, like a chill. Do you ever have to go pee really bad, and you start to go, and then you get a shiver? You get a little... When you start shake? to go? Yes. Right when you start, like, you get this full relief of, like, ah, and you get a little shiver. I don't shiver. No. It definitely feels great. It's like one-sixth of an orgasm. This, these odds, don't quote me on the odds, but it's if, like if 70... You haven't long enough. It's like 75% of men get a pee shiver. So if you two don't know what I'm talking about, they like the odds that two people sitting across from me wouldn't get that as odd. Yeah, I don't know where you're getting your stats. Okay. We will research this I get, like, later. Personal satisfaction. No, there's there's 100%. Um, Next week? I just peed. <laughs> oh. All right. You didn't ask. What? Which Tremors movie? or Troll? Uh, I don't know. Go to someone else. What? I honestly don't know. Because Troll is like real good, bad, fun. Tremors is like a, 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 an okay movie that's fun. Um, but Troll is just so goddamn weird. Um, Tremors is like a movie I could actually watch again. Troll is a movie that I would like totally watch again for the fun of it. So uh, I'm going to go troll. You're but insane. It's close. Tremors is amazing and I love it. And a hundred percent tremors as much as I like troll. Benjamin. Oh, absolutely. Tremors. Since that was a good movie and that was a bad movie. Okay. Awesome. All right. Next week. Next week. Next week. First movie, Justin. Oh, by the way, I, I totally get why, uh, you were trying to go with vaginas for the theme uh, last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah makes sense. Uh, this is a Blu-ray copy um, that I'm going to assume does not deserve it. Uh, <laughs> there are no pictures on the back. It is just a big wall of text. You, you say this every time, but I point out every time, this is Arrow Video, which is like the premier releasing company. Like this is a, this is a big deal cool it's a wall of text it says director approved special edition contents and lists some stuff uh this movie is called microwave massacre so on the front there is a guy with a knife and fork who is has standing in front of a microwave with the door open and he has microwaved ahead to what the microwave says is well done uh, there's something coming out of the side of the microwave and into the heads, the, like the top of the head. 
Um, I don't know what that would be because I think a microwave would pretty much get the job done. So I don't know why you need that tube. But uh, yeah, it's called Microwave Massacre. So I'm going to guess we're going to see some some massacring followed by some microwaving. <laughs> uh, but it could be the other way around. Okay, sounds good. Second film. Second film. Uh, okay. Uh, I, this is a movie that I've been wanting to see. Oh, good. Because uh, I've seen a bunch of interview with the, um, the creators, like when they were on the the circuit and everything. Um, and it's Elijah Wood, right? Elijah uh, Wood produced it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is The Greasy Strangler, which I think is about a, uh, a really old serial killer. Mm-hmm. And his son, like, trying to bond, and it's weird or something. And apparently it's real gross. So I'm going to assume the theme for next week is gross-out stuff. Got it. Justin? You got a piece Yeah. Oh, okay. Justin? What else you got for us? Cunt. (laughs) Cunt.